Captain Life podcast where uh, pop we talk about pop culture and life and how they you know they kind of mesh into each other. Uh, today I'm joined by my good friend Mr. Sean from uh, Indiana. I guess we're doing this, aren't we? <laughs> hey, welcome to another episode of the Caption Life, a podcast about how comics and pop culture impact life and society, and vice versa. Coming to you from uh, the deluxe accommodations of the La Quinta Inn off I-70 <laughs> in Plainfield, Indiana. We're together for the first time. We're recording together for the first time. Yeah. I'm Kevin, uh, and this is my GBF, Sean, my giant best friend. Hello, everyone. And uh, as you may have noticed, we're letting our <laughs> letting my, my son, Madden, join us for this very special episode of the podcast uh we got a chance we flew in yesterday and last night we got a chance to talk about or to go see black widow so today we're going to be talking about uh black widow before we get started on this episode though please hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on and follow us on social media at caption live on twitter facebook instagram tiktok and reddit uh and you can find out more info and past episodes at thecaptionlife.com so, I mean, since we're talking about Black Widow and, you know, it just came out last night, just a spoiler alert for everybody. So if you haven't seen Black Widow yet, put this on pause, save it, download it for later, go watch it and yeah. then come back because we definitely will be talking about the movie and be spoiling it for you if you haven't watched it. And yet, the great so. thing is, is it is available on like Disney, uh, Premier Plus, right? So that you yeah, can, Premier Access. You can you can pay the extra thirty dollars and order it on on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, we we paid a little bit more than that because we we went saw it in IMAX. <laughs> we did, yeah, yeah. So uh, and it was, you, and it was you pretty. Flew dope. into Indianapolis for it, so it ended up being like a the most movie, the most expensive movie I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, we'll get started with uh, like uh, first and in, first impressions, and uh, we'll we'll just you know go from there. So uh, yeah. Well, Sean, I always let you go first. So, why don't you tell us what you thought, and then we'll we'll let Madden go after yeah. that. Yeah. So this uh, so this is the first movie that kicks off Phase Four of MCU, and first uh, Marvel movie we've had since uh, Spider Man. Uh, Far from home, right? And um, I think you know everyone was really hyped up for it, and it had a lot um, of expectations that everybody had. And for me, I thought it was good, um, but I thought there there was still something like kind of missing from it because I feel like it was one of those movies that had like all the check boxes that mm-hmm. makes up a good movie, but I feel like it was still kind of lacking a little bit. And I don't know what what it is. I think it's just more because. We haven't had uh, a Black Widow movie, even though she's been in so many other movies before, that I think everybody was hoping that this would be a really great movie. And it, I thought it was good. I don't think it was great. And I think it could have been better. Okay. Um, I think all the uh, performance was really good. I thought David Harbour did a great job as Red Guardian. Scarlett Johansson always does a great job as um, as uh, Black Widow. And uh, Rachel Weisz did a great job as Melina. I got to say, though, Florence Pugh... Yeah, scene stealer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the character mm-hmm. written was was written really well, uh, but I thought she uh, did a great performance of that character as well too. Because I I really found myself like gravitating more towards her character mm-hmm. than Black Widow because I think her character had a lot of depth in terms of humor and um, emotions and drama, and you just really connected with that character. And I think Florence Pugh just did a great job of uh, emulating that in the movie itself. Yeah, so absolutely, yeah. So I think the movie was good i think it could have been better but i don't know what they could have done to make it better but i'm actually really excited about seeing florence Pugh uh playing uh, that's right they they did set it up for her 
her to kind of right. continue uh, the character without giving without giving too much away. Right. Yeah. Madam, what did you think of the movie? Uh, I'm kind of with Mr. Shaw. I, I thought it was really good. Everyone did a really great job of bringing their characters to life. Uh, as Molina said, they played their parts to perfection. But th- there was a couple things that I, I think that they probably could have done a little better. And overall, it was a, it was a pretty great movie. Um, but there was just there was a couple times where I was I was a little skeptical of a couple things like. Okay, I, I, I will. I will agree with we'll, that. We'll talk about that later. I'm, right? I think I'm a little bit. I think I'm a little bit more on the on the great side of good than you guys are. I I really liked it, and the more I've let it process, the more I realize I I I really really um I really really enjoyed it. But I think for me too, um, one of the things that I really really liked about it was the performances, the all the characters, um. Like the, there's just some really good, um, really good performances out of like the, the, the main cast. Um, the, the story, their backstory that they tell with, uh, how they were, how were they were family and everything that all that stuff was like, it was really, really well done. But I think you're right. There is something, there was something, um, there was something missing from it. Um, and I know that you talked, to, you talked about all the characters. I want to double back to, uh, Rachel Vice, mm-hmm. who, uh, plays Melina in the movie. Um, like Rachel Weiss was uh, in the Mummy, like over like mm-hmm. twenty years ago, nineteen ninety nine, and it it doesn't seem like she's aged much at all. Like right. she's still she's she's a great actress. She's a beautiful woman, but she seems to be like able to defy mm-hmm. <laughs> defy like the aging that catches. I know that right. I look a lot different over the last twenty years. <laughs> um, I finally look like a grown up, but. Well, and, and, and the fact that she can play like a really action hero. Right. And they, they didn't like, you're the older Black Widow, so we're going to kind of right. put you to the sideline. She was still like a total badass. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's one of those like she's uh, a seasoned um, warrior, but not one of those, not like, a, you know, like an old man Logan type of mm-hmm. thing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more of like she is still top of the line, even though she's older and people typically think that, you know, the younger ones are better because she's older. She's actually, you know, much better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I thought they did a great job of oh, uh, yeah. doing that. Oh, yeah. So the, the character, the character development, um, was, was great with the exception of the villain. And yeah. I think, <laughs> I think the villains a lot of times are, are throwaways in, in these films, unless it's something that they set up, so that they're building to obviously Loki became something greater in the MCU mm-hmm. and Thanos. Like, I, I don't know that there's ever been a better, like at least a superhero villain movie villain than Thanos, because like you watch those two films where, where he's essentially, um, I, I almost think in, in infinity war, he's the main character. Um, oh yeah, he definitely is. But the, and then, and less or so in Endgame, game, but you watch the performance that Josh Brolin puts out on on Thanos in those movies, and you forget that he's a motion cap character. He seems right. like a real person. Like right. if you saw him on the street, you'd be like, "I hate your guts." <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, this villain um, is Drake. Is Draco Drakeoff? Drakeoff. Drakeoff. Yeah. yeah. So like, and that's mentioned in earlier films. Uh, Loki mentions that in, in Avengers about Drakeoff's daughter, which mm-hmm. plays a big part in this film. Um, but yeah, the the villain the villain was was kind of hokey, kind of cheesy. Um, and I think the real, the real conflict of the film was less about, um, you know, the resolution of, you know, killing the villain or whatever, right. and more about like the family, 
uh, the family dynamic, the family drama. Right. And, uh, and that'll segue into like the next thing that I wanted to talk about was it, it's a, it's a much different kind of movie for Marvel. It was, it seemed very different to me because to me, I feel like this is Marvel's first drama, like first drama movie Mm. that they just, um, they just pumped full of action. Right. It started out as it's a, it's a much smaller scale than the infinity war. The, the, the previous things that have come in game that have come between us, but black widow doesn't have any powers. Right. There's a red guardian is the only person in the, in the film that seems to have like any like super ability. And he's, he's not all that super. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's pretty much like, I don't want to say the the worst uh, version of Captain America, but he's more of the self-indulgence version. Yeah. He's like the, the, Self, uh, self-involved. Yeah, yeah. He's his image. He he's, he pays attention more about his image than Captain America does. And yeah, yeah. and you know, spoiler alert. He talks a lot about like fighting Captain America back <laughs> in his heyday, and 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 it is pointed out to him that like back in his heyday, Captain America was uh, was on ice. So it makes you wonder, like, did he tangle with like Isaiah Bradley or something, right. or another? Captain America version that we don't know about, yeah. or you know, we know that we're going to have the scroll invasion if if something like that happened because you and know it's been kept under wraps. Yeah, the comics and the MCU is doing this too. They are they are playing the shell game with the timeline and be right. like, you were looking over here, but all this 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 actual movie takes place um, right after the events Civil, of, Civil of Civil War. War. Yeah, right. and yeah. and we watched Civil War on on the, on the plane over. And that was a, it was a good place to like jump off from, right? Um, but the like they you know while while this while the stuff is over here going on, this is what was happening in between. It's kind of like when they do a big crossover event, you can read the main crossover book, but then there's like this is what's going on with the X Men at the time, and this is what's going on with right. with this character at the time, right. and so that's kind of like kind of the way this fits in, yeah. Um, but the other the other thing that I wanted to point out is, and I think they did a really good job of this because of that she doesn't have superpowers. Mm-hmm. They also made the stakes much lower. Like Black Widow's not yeah. saving the world in this film. Right. She's got a mission. Right. But she's not saving the world. And I'm well, at least not indirectly. Like that wasn't her attempt. But then she finds out she kind of is. <laughs> well, I mean, she 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 rids the world of a of a pretty nasty villain and but like the okay this is what I, this is what this is what I'm comparing it to. Right. I think DC needs to figure out a better way to do suicide squad movies or, or lots of lots of movies like this that are this nature mm-hmm. where where there's there's people who are woefully under ta- undermanned at like trying to save the world. Right. Like if if this was a you know in Suicide Squad the first one it's like this godlike creature and like all these blob monsters and whatnot. Like you got all these, you got all these people available to you. And this is the, this is the people you call like, this is right. it just, the, the stakes are, are often too high. Right. Um, and I, I like the fact that this was, this was the, the, the fact that she does end up, I guess, saving the world is, is set is only, only revealed at the, the end. Like this right. threat was greater than right. it was. Yeah, I mean, which is kind of like how it was with Winter Soldier mm-hmm. and and you know the reveal of Hydra and all that. But yeah, I, I think um, you know going back to talking about how this is the first drama, I I think you hit a good point in that going into the movie. I think one of the things that I kind of struggled with is that 
after watching the movie, I felt like it didn't really do a whole lot to move the MCU forward necessarily. Mm-hmm. But if I just saw it as a Black Widow movie, I think it, it was really good because if I took uh, the MCU like um, family out of the equation or the you know the MCU world out of the equation to just look at it as you know a Black Widow movie that exists within the MCU but not like necessarily part of the story, like the overall story, then I think it was a really good movie. Um, I think you're right in that it was definitely more drama based and Mm -hmm. it definitely had that feel from the beginning. So like beginning of every uh, Avengers or MCU film has kind of uh, a um, kind of a jacked up experience where you kind of get you hyped up Mm -hmm. when the credits roll. And for Mm -hmm. this one, it didn't really have that. It's Mm -hmm. kind of have like a more of a serious tone to it. They went full Pixar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because because it was it was sad in the beginning, like the backstory yeah, the, of the right. family. The, the uh, smells like Teen Spirit, like oh yeah, de- that's yeah. super somber, depressing like, yes. score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, when you hear it in that version, like you know, the original version does not give you that feeling at all. But when you hear the same words in that kind of style of music, like it does, definitely gives you a different um, uh, experience with that. But. Yeah, they they set the tone for um, for like the like the personal like. Uh, emotional anguish that these characters experience, right? And especially and then, Elena, and then and continue to experience like through adulthood until right. they're able to uh, break free from it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, and I think it really definitely like it. It goes to the um, it's going in through the eyes of Black Widow, but definitely sets it up more for Yelena. And, and like, I, th- I, I really think that Yelena is, is the one they end up focusing on at the end because she's the one that seems to be impacted by all this the most. Um, but I, I agree with Taskmaster in that I think one of the issues I have with this movie overall is that a lot of it ended up being predictable. Yes. And that it, I think it's just a challenge for Marvel that they're going to have is how are they going to come up with new stories and new movies that's going to have a different formula that's still going to be exciting for people. Yeah, because Because so. with uh, Taskmaster, again, this is going to be a spoiler alert, is I know you said you knew who Taskmaster was, like, actress-wise. Yeah, because so of, like the a, of the credits. There was an actress mentioned in the at the beginning credits of the film that hadn't been mentioned in any of the promotional right stuff and still not on imdb either i looked it up this morning okay yeah, yeah. she's still on she's not on imdb they're yet. trying to they're trying to keep it a secret but Probably, yeah, yeah so that that actress <laughs> is a fairly famous uh russian actress right um and she shows up in the credits and about i don't know about 20 30 minutes in once we get more of the backstory i started to realize okay that's that's who it is right um un, under the mask now nomadin was the was the person who told who was leaned over and whispered to me like that you know that he thought taskmaster was actually a woman so why don't you tell us like what you were thinking so in the comics, Taskmaster is a, a, a man named Tony Masters who takes up a, a super soldier serum that kind of just gives him the power to, like, mirror other people's uh, abilities. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought that what was going to happen is that if in the end of Civil War, when uh, Iron Man and Captain America are fighting, Iron Man has to use, like a like, a software to kind of, like, read Captain America's, like, uh, patterns and like to to beat him mm-hmm. because uh, he's just like he's just knocking him down and what i thought was going to happen is that like somehow red room was going to like get their hands on that technology and it kind of seems like they they did yeah because there's a scene where it seems like yeah there's she's a scene analyzing. where you see from the inside of taskmaster's uh visor right like the 
the yeah she's she's analyzing like different heroes fight patterns right and from the beginning i a lot of like the the like like the fandoms and like groups that i'm part of that i like i follow on the internet mm-hmm. would often speculate that uh Rachel Wise who was going to like actually be taskmaster mm-hmm. uh Melina um, and then we realize that she's just Black Widow's, uh, she's her mom, adoptive mother. Right. And it kind of plays out to where if, if, if they didn't mention Drakov's daughter, then like if they mentioned Drakov's daughter, it had to be for a reason. They're not just going to like make that point and then be like, well, nothing happened with that kid. Right. Um, yeah, they, they but they telegraphed it. They they, yeah. they several, did a big time. Yeah, well, especially times. when you know the story of Black Widow, where she talks about how she has read in her ledger, mm-hmm. and that was obviously a big part of the ledger. So, so the story again, spoiler, is that you find out um, in order for Black Widow to defect from Russia, she had to uh, help kill Drakov, and in order for her to confirm Drakov was in his office so they can blow it up, is that her daughter, her his daughter, his daughter had to go up, and so she was essentially was confirming, uh, you know, her death, basically. And so, you know, that, you know, that was going to be kind of a redemption story is figuring that out. And at that point, when I saw that uh, uh, story happening, I was like, okay, that person's taskmaster. Like, yeah. that's how they're going to bring it back. And so, so for me, like, I think that was one of the struggles that this was a good movie, but what I struggled with it is that it had a predictable pattern. I was hoping that taskmaster was either like a clone of Steve Rogers or like right. Bucky Barnes or something like that. I was hoping that they were a character that, um, we hadn't been introduced. I mean, it was a character that we hadn't been introduced to yet, right. but I was hoping it was like something. Oh my gosh, that this right. that this other thing is out there, right. and it wasn't. And the, and they the in the way they told the story, they they telegraphed who it was, so the reveal wasn't the reveal wasn't like super shocking, right? Um, and that was that was a bit. Uh, I will say that's probably the thing that I was let down the the most from in the film. Right. All the rest of it, I thought was pretty good yeah but that was the part that um that i was let down the most by see i and i think you and i had this conversation i i think for me i was okay with how they treat taskmaster because in the comics at least like he was always kind of a b-level villain yeah he was like a, a major well, villain like the other ones you <laughs> I know love, i love the fact that taskmaster comes from like the era of comics where like his name is tony masters right. and his <laughs> <laughs> And his secret identity is Taskmaster. Like, right. are you really true? You're wearing the mask, but you're kind of giving right. your identity. It's equivalent of Clark Kent wearing so, uh, glasses, right? Yeah. I think the maybe the best way they could have done it is for the mm-hmm. mask to never come off. And oh, yeah? them to just keep, like, Taskmaster dies and you never know who it was. That would have maybe, like, I don't know. And and that could lead to Taskmaster showing up because in, in like, in... All of the media, like, like he's in Spider-Man, he's in Avengers. Like, he's, like, the first villain in the Avengers video game. And he right. shows up uh, numerous times in the Spider-Man video game. He he is a character that has, like, different people that he can, uh, like, battle or, like, right. fight against. And they kind of, like, symbolize that that was all kind of ending. Like, and you barely got to know the character. Well, that... The, I think that I think that they're going to bring the character back in some way, shape, or form because she didn't die, right? She didn't and die. Um, but with all the Black Widows like essentially being free from mind control, once again, spoiler alert, right? Uh, that <laughs> we'll, we'll spoil it for you, then we'll give you the yeah, alert. <laughs> that that um, 
that they'll they'll figure out something to do with maybe like a redemptive arc. Uh, you know, they they've got so many different ways to do that now with like the television shows, right? And um, with with movies and things like that. Yeah. I just there's they just they they have so looks like they have so many like you know normally, normally you would you would play like poker with a hand of like five cards, right? It feels like Marvel is sitting at the table and they've got like twenty six cards. They've got half yeah. the deck. In right. their hands, and they can literally do whatever they want to do. Right. Um, and um, like Black Widow, Black Widow's not the the showstopper that like Endgame was, but it's also remember like you know we're a year removed from when it was actually supposed to come out, mm-hmm. um, and it was supposed to, and it's just it's going to keep leading into bigger and and better things. I, right. I have a sneaky suspicion that Shang Chi is also going to be a smaller scale. Like kind of thing. I mean, this there's obviously from the trailer you can see big set pieces and whatnot. Oh yeah, but yeah. it's gonna they're they're back to the beginning where they're building character, they're developing characters and backstories and and right. whatnot um, for the future. Right. And they're just laying they're laying the the groundwork. Yeah. And you look you look back at like Thor one, Thor one, the first Thor movie. The the biggest fight was just a one on one. It was just the one-on-one between him and the destroyer kind of at the end or him and Loki. There was, it was way, it was way scaled down. And I think that was at the time because of budget and, you know, not knowing what was going to happen. Right. With well, and no one knew Chris, who Chris Hemsworth or Tom Hilston was yeah, at so, the time. So yeah. there were, it was unproven. They couldn't, they couldn't throw $200 million at this, at this movie and, and have all these, you know, extravagant things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, if the movie, if there was a risk that the movie wasn't going to make its money back. Right. Um, like don't get me wrong black widow is a big budget film and it's right. it's probably because she doesn't have any powers it's probably one of the actually more violent mcu films and in, in my opinion there's a lot of stabbing a lot of hand-to-hand combat yeah um and it's not it's not glossed over um like i i you know my daughter is six and she would really love to watch the Black Widow movie because she's a big fan of Marvel and all the superheroes and everything. Right. But this is be the, this would be the one that I would have the most hesitation about like letting her watch because some of the some of the the fight in the combat is uh, is very visceral and and you have to another thing to remember is that um uh, both the both the protagonists and many of the antagonists are female right. and so it's it's uh, to me it's very different seeing like women being like treated this way like it's there's there's some deeper stuff there like you know with the mind control of women and things like that right so i would i would definitely want to wait to let her be a little bit older before she watched something like that because there's some there's some deeper and, and kind of intense stuff in it right yeah i i, I think I don't think it's it was that much violent, but there there's a couple scenes that I would I would agree with you on mm-hmm. with that where um, the one Black Widow was forced to terminate herself like that was mm-hmm. that would definitely be a little bit uh, jarring for um, you know uh, Caroline or or Riley mm-hmm. um, you know for our kids uh, that age so I would I would be the same way with that I, I don't think it's that much violent though compared to like when you think about. Um, Captain America movies, and even the Thor Ragnarok movie, like when he goes hand to hand combat with Hela, mm-hmm. you know, like you see his eye get sliced out, and like, yeah. and again, both movies, Black Widow and Thor Ragnarok, they didn't have gore where you saw blood or anything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. But I mean, I think that same level of violence is in there. But I think you're right is, is the fact that because um, Black Widow's superpower is just being really skilled and highly trained uh, uh, assassin. Mm-hmm. That there wasn't any sort of you know graphic 
when I say graphic, like, you know, like CGI or any of the, you know, sparkly stuff that mm-hmm. you can really, uh, shiny, shiny things, you, know? you can <laughs> cover, you can cover the violence with right. even, even like, like when Chris Hemsworth or, or Chris Evans is the Thor and Captain America, even when they, they kick somebody, they're so super powered that they kick somebody and that person flies up against the wall, falls down and is probably unconscious. Right. Like in reality, Which in reality they'd be that, dead. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Like that, that's a, that's a critical blow. Right. Um, and so there's, there's not as much of that. I mean, there's some of that in this movie because Red Guardian has powers. Taskmaster is, is juiced up on something. Right. Um, but, uh, there's not as much of that. So there's a lot of punches that land. Um, and there's, I think one of the ways you, I think you can tell a movie is good or if like, if like the, the way I felt kind of not queasy, but a little bit iffy on the, on the violence of it is the sound, the sound mixing. Like right. w- when you hear those, those punches land yeah. in a certain way, uh, man, it's, 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 it, to me, it was a little bit jarring. Right. So, Oh yeah. Uh, I didn't, I didn't think it was that bad. There was definitely some scenes where blood was visible. Like there's a, there's a scene where Elena, uh, gets injured and has blood all over her mm-hmm. hand. And it's, it, and there's even like a part where, they taskmaster literally tracks her by like looking at the spills of blood. Yeah. Right. And some of that was, yeah, but that, I mean, that's different than actually seeing it exiting out of the body, which mm-hmm. is a little bit more traumatic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. One of the, one of the things I will say they get high marks on two. I want to make two points and, and, uh, I'll throw it to you guys is uh, the Marvel actually came out. I think at the earlier in the week uh, because it was brought up about the film, but they, they kind of made a vow to not sexualize the character, the female characters anymore. Right. There's a, in, in black widow Two, uh, sorry, um, in Iron Man two, she is, um, she is very much like kind of on display as a, she's the eye candy. She is the eye candy. There's even a scene of her, like changing her clothes in the back seat of the car. Right. Um, And like happy Hogan, like, just to see her from the rear view mirror. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah. And side note, I don't, I don't know if there's ever been like a, like in my memory, like the, the, like when somebody on screen looks as beautiful as she did in that movie, like she's just like, she, she was just, I don't know. Like when I saw that the first time, I was like, man, she, that's a, she's beautiful. Right. Just like, I had like you know, a little, little crush on her at the time, but so they they've made a vow not to sexualize the characters, and and they didn't in this movie. There's a, there's a scene where you see um, Natasha's bare back, uh, but it's more to see the, like the impact of the beating that she right. just took. Right. Um, and I think that's a good thing, that a good way for them to approach. Like you know, if we're going to put male and female characters on the same on the same level, mm-hmm. I think that's a, a good approach. Now. You, will they well, will they stop making Chris Hemsworth yeah, take his shirt off? Like, <laughs> not like, at all. <laughs> they, they they stop of like the sexualizing and objectifying the women character, the female characters, but they're just gonna let Chris Hemsworth walk around all. Well, I saw it, an inter- it, I saw an interview with um <laughs> with the director of Thor one, Kenneth Branagh, uh, earlier in the week. Yeah, and he was like, he was like, do we really need? like this other shirtless scene and Chris Hemsworth is like, man, I've been working my ass off for six months to look like this. Yeah. I'm taking my shirt off. So, right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a double standard and it's an unfair double standard for the most part. Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I, I think it's one of those things where 
I I don't feel uncomfortable with that happening at all necessarily mm-hmm. just because it is different for men than yeah. it is for women. You know, like because women, when they're objectified, they can also be victimized. Mm-hmm. Whereas men, not that it doesn't happen, but it's not to the same extent. Right. right? And so that's and that's why I think, you know, that's part is still going to happen. Um, but I, I will say this, but going back to not sexualizing uh, Black Widow, I, I'm going to disagree just a little bit. Because I don't think they did it um, uh, directly or was, I don't think it was obvious that they did it. But mm-hmm. I think there were subtle hints that they did it, that it wasn't a focus, but they kind of snuck it in there. So there's a couple scenes where you saw Black Widow and um, I'm sorry, um, Natasha, Yelena walking away. Mm-hmm. But the way they angled the camera it is that you still have their you still have like their butts in view. Uh, yeah. I noticed that too, and it like it like. It's, what are you doing looking at butts, man? <laughs> it was literally like <laughs> it was on the IMAX. I couldn't. It did take up half the screen, and that is on IMAX. That is large. Like that's, that's a big old, <laughs> that's a big old booty. But like it, it like the camera like just starts like like kind of like it's not. I'm not gonna say zoom, but in in like close proximity, and then it kind of like right. But and they're the, trying to frame it, yeah. yeah but there, there were several scenes where it it, it kind of felt uh, like they were. I'm not going to necessarily say like recording their butts, but there were scenes where like they, their butts were very prominent. Right. Okay. They could have they could have gone a different camel, <laughs> a different angle. You know. Yeah. <laughs> this is just, you know, I yeah. would I would take my shirt off for like our podcast videos, but I'm afraid of being objectified on internet. I don't want to be an object of I, lust for. I don't for think there would be any issue with that. <laughs> wow. speak, speak for yourself, Sean. I mean, well, I mean, when, when it's a podcast, you could go shirtless all you want, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> well, Welcome to the Caption Life After right. Dark. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the other thing I wanted to talk about, last thing I want to talk about was the best on the best running gag in the film is about the the posing. Yelena yes. <laughs> Yelena like calls Black Widow out for like every time. Why do you do the superhero <laughs> landing with the with the what, fist? What is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do the hair flip. Like and so like you you know people are watching you, you. you do that. There's and, no reason for you to do that. <laughs> so there's <laughs> and then it happens several times again and even Yelena like like does it at one point and then shakes it off. It's like, oh, disgusting. Yeah. Um, my Yelena like smokes four packs of cigarettes a day. Like, oh my gosh, I've been living in Russia for so long. Uh, um, Yelena Bolova. Um, I I kind of do a Russian accent that is slightly better than yours. Okay. He <laughs> so, just showed you up, man. First and last time that man gets to sit in with this thing. What do you mean the first? I've I like can... been on here like like. <laughs> I'm an honorary member. Well, you kind of, you kind of insert yourself like the last episode. Junior you intern. Just in the door. We should, when we go to Comic Con, we should have a shirt that just says "Intern Caption Life Intern." Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. I'm good with that. Get that for the kids, right? Yeah, just just in just all of them just say "Intern." Yeah, and Mads would be like, "When are you guys going to promote me to the show?" <laughs> it's like I'm a sophomore in college now. Dad. It's been ten years. <laughs> He's been working for your approval all this right. time. <laughs> I mean, you accept me for who he, I am. He's how much the, I love you and your show. He's only on the episode today because my wife wouldn't let me come on this trip without him. <laughs> that's not, Don't leave. That's, <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. When I found out we had the opportunity to do this, I thought it would be really great for us to both to come. And I know that he likes to. He likes to. 
participate in the discussions when he can. So he always Definitely. he always brings a, a, a unique and different perspective to the conversation, and we like having him. Oh yeah, definitely. So anybody anybody got any final thoughts on the Black Widow movie? Uh, talking about it with y'all kind of brings my like uh, my rank of it up. I it was it was definitely a good movie. I it was it was a good like film. Like it had like a great story and like great performance mm-hmm. and and something that we don't usually think about is that like these are these are stories. Like they're not just like oh action here action there. Like this had a really great story and that's something that I think that some of uh, other Marvel movies have kind of like dropped the. They sacrifice story for the action. Yeah. Right. Like, like Transformers movies. Like, okay, well, I'm going to bring up, I'm going to bring up, I know y'all are going to disagree with me, but like Spider-Man Far From Home is like a huge blockbuster film, but when it comes to like story, like there's, there's a lot of parts where like it kind of just seems like the characters are just like, all right, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. We got to get the story. We got to get this movie done two hours, four or five minutes. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's just kind of my. I really liked the way that they could take their time and like. Yeah, it does happen very organically. I'll agree with that. Yeah, it's not forced. It's not rushed in any way. Um, I think that might be like my favorite part of like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is because they have time to like make the shots last. Like, cause, oh yeah, because they're like fifty minute episodes, and, mm-hmm. and they developed the story really yeah. well. Like the action was in there, but it was a very small part of it. Like they really developed. I mean, and I agree with you. That's my favorite show. That they have, like, of all the ones that develop, because mm-hmm. I think they did a great job with that story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can agree with you there. I think that, that Falcon <laughs> Winter Soldier is a really great, really, like, it's a, it is like a good, like, piece of art. And it is. All yeah. of the, all of their, uh, uh, performers performed their parts to perfection. Are you upset that we didn't let you join us for that episode? <laughs> but, I helped you write the like your points on it. That's true. <laughs> I, I, so wanted, I really there. wanted him to talk about uh, Wyatt Russell, but they didn't. Oh, no, him. yeah, we forgot to talk about him. You're right. I, I will say with Black Widow, I can see why watching this, it was supposed to be the kickoff to um, Phase 4 of the MCU because mm-hmm. it wasn't like... Uh, it wasn't like Iron Man or anything else where it kind of sets up the what's going to happen for phase four for the you know future of the MCU necessarily, but it was a good transition story to kind of resolve Black Widow's story and then to introduce Elena as kind of the new Black Widow mm-hmm. or whatever moniker she's going to um, go under. But then it does at the end uh, credit scene introduce kind of a conflict and Valentina, mm-hmm. uh, which we've seen her before, but we weren't supposed to see her in Falcon uh, Winter Soldier. It made me wonder, did they go back and redo that? I don't know. The, the, the Valentina showing up at the end only is like so, so good because of the Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. I think that knowing her in the present and then meeting her in the past is, is a, is it was a really like great they may have play. had a similar mm-hmm. scene planned at the end before and shot, right. but when when Falcon and Winter Soldier and, and came first, right. they went back and and modified it maybe. Yeah, because they, they the, may have because yeah. the character is already introduced. Like when you see her at the end of the film, right. you know who she is already, right. and you know that that 
we d- we don't know her intentions. Like we don't know if she's a good guy. We don't know if she's a bad guy. Yeah, we still have no she idea. She seems pretty shady, right? Um, but, especially with what she's trying to do. But again, yes. you don't know why she's doing yeah. that, or there's if that's like a small piece to a bigger plan that she has too. Like so. she could just be, she could just be like really opposed to the Sokovian Accords and right. and you know looking to form a clandestine group of uh, Avengers. Yeah, so. <laughs> the Thunderbolts. Yeah, the, maybe. But who she's knows? Like I said, they've got. They've got so many different cards they can play uh, at this point that who who knows where it'll take us. But it was it was a great way to kick off um, phase four. I know there was a lot of applause at the beginning and the end of the film, like in the theater that we saw it, because people were glad oh, to yeah. be back, and we were glad to be back. We were glad to go watch it together. Yes, um, podcast <laughs> listeners. When the movie started, my dad said, "We're back, baby." <laughs> he did. Yeah, I get I get excited. But were you embarrassed by him, Madden, when he did that? No, it was dark. Oh, it was dark in there. Nobody was gonna see his face. <laughs> People didn't I'm, know where it was coming I'm, from. I'm kind of like in a state where like I don't get embarrassed by Dad anymore, just because I've gotten embarrassed by him so many times. <laughs> it's like, he's it's like, like the Hulk. State. No, he's like the Hulk. He's like, you want to know my secret? I'm embarrassed all the time. <laughs> right. Just used to that by now. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 the resting state. Like when when Dad's on. When dad doesn't do something embarrassing, it's like, wow, dad. <laughs> Showed real maturity in that, dad. I'm proud of you. <laughs> the tables have turned. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but that's going to wrap up another episode of The Caption Live. We hope you enjoyed listening to this one. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button on whatever major podcast platform you listen to us on. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Caption Life. And if you like what we're doing, give us a shout out, tag us in your posts. For more info about us and all of the previous episodes, you can visit us at thecaptionlife.com. Uh, until next time, hey, go see Black Widow. Yeah, do it. Do it.